Welcome to the San Antonio Baptist Association. You're listening to a Sabbath Talks podcast. Hello, I'm Daryl Horn. I have the privilege of serving as the executive director of the San Antonio Baptist Association. I want to thank you for taking time to listen to this edition of Sabbath Talks. This is podcast number nine, and we're talking about corporate prayer, the importance of corporate prayer. I hope you've watched the Sabbath Live video which is a TED Talk formatted video on corporate prayer that was just released a couple of weeks ago. Sabbath Talks are the follow-up podcasts that we release each time, each week, in order to follow up on the discussion that we recently had in the Sabbath Live recording. Today we have with us three different uh, directors of associations, We're following up on the podcast that was released last week on corporate prayer. We'll be picking up with um, a couple of great questions in a few minutes, but I want to go around the the room and let each director introduce himself and where he's serving. Daryl, thank you for the opportunity to be with you today on this podcast. My name is David Smith. I serve as the executive director for the Austin Baptist Association and have been serving in this role for the past 20 years. Uh, Daryl, thank you again for inviting us to participate. My name is Kent Pate, and I'm the uh, director for the Rehoboth Association up in Northeast Texas. Our offices are in Sulphur Springs, and I've been serving here for a little over 13 years. It is, Daryl, exciting to be a part of this podcast because it's such an important topic for our churches. And I'm Jerry Joplin. I'm the director of the Lubbock Area Baptist Association up on the South Plains. Well, thank you, gentlemen. I know you have a busy schedule and you could be doing anything anything else today, but we want to thank you for taking the time to talk about this topic In our last podcast, we concluded that podcast with the question of why is it important for churches to pray together corporately as a united group? Today, we're going to pick up with the first question, how can associations encourage corporate prayer? Kent, I'll turn that over to you and let you lead our discussion. Okay. Uh, Well, when I think of associations encouraging uh, corporate prayer, of course, I think first of the ministry of the director of the association. How can we encourage pastors and leadership to lead out in corporate prayer meetings in their churches? And I'm sure the association as a whole can do other things as well. But uh, several things that I think are helpful, maybe important. Uh, One is uh, when we have the opportunity to... uh, either be an interim pastor or step in for a period of time in some churches uh, and preach. Uh, I know um, one of the beginning things we could do is to stress prayer and corporate prayer uh, in our preaching ministry. When we come in, it's a great opportunity. Um, we all want to set churches to praying together as churches as they prepare for transition and leadership. And so, for example, for me, I do a set of three messages when I become an interim pastor in between uh, pastors in in the midst of or the beginning of the search. I do a set of three messages on prayer. One of them is prayer 
weariness, prayer. Uh, second one is prayer and uh, worry, and the third one is prayer and warfare. And I just try to set the stage for them to, to focus on prayer, not just to say they are, but to actually do that. Uh, one of the real special privileges uh, that I got to be both here in our association with one of our churches when they were without a pastor they asked me and a former pastor to share the interim pulpit responsibilities and the elders of that church wanted their church to really emphasize prayer and so what the former pastor and I decided to do was on Wednesday nights when we rotated we led corporate prayer meetings and designed corporate prayer meetings and so the church came and participated, and every week we had a corporate prayer meeting um, during that whole search process. And it was, it was a great blessing. I hadn't done it, but for that one church, but it was it was a, a great blessing. Uh, second thing I would mention associations or or uh, directors can do is is of course provide resources and training. I'm, I'm sitting here looking at three or four great resources on my desk. One is by Richard Blackaby, Developing a Powerful Praying Church. And it's got three sections in that book, and the last section is totally about corporate prayer. Uh, Greg Frizzell, who is the uh, Prayer and Spiritual Awakening Consultant for the uh, Baptist General Convention of Oklahoma, has written a little booklet, Dynamic Church Prayer Meetings, Why Every Church Must Embrace Them. And then all of us are... Uh, you with a classic on this, and that's uh, Jim Cimbala's book, Fresh Wind, Fresh Fire, and how that church was really just birthed out of corporate prayer meetings and um, uh, continues that to this day. And, and those resources are really helpful. So if I could put those in the hands of pastors that are searching or hungry, uh, they, can, they can really be an inspiration, uh, I feel, to them. And then, of course, scheduling somebody to come in and, and teach on something, that would make that available to our pastors and leaders. We had uh, Greg Frizzell come here uh, early uh, after I became the DOM up here, and he taught a prayer workshop for a weekend. And, and uh, we really had a surprisingly good attendance and, and guys wired into that were touched and moved, went back to their churches and and began trying to incorporate uh, some of those things uh, in, in their ministry. Uh, one or two other things I'd mentioned, and I'm, I know I need to let the other guys share as well, but uh, one of them is, you know, we periodically have national days of prayer led by national leaders, whether it's Tony Evans or Ann Graham Lotz or different ones. And if we can encourage our churches to participate in that, help them facilitate the links that are needed, uh, then their people can come and go throughout the day and experience a corporate prayer experience. And I think those are great opportunities and great blessings. And then the last thing I would just mention is uh, just last couple of years, uh, um, I felt the uh, need just to challenge, especially younger men, to uh, learn how to become a man of prayer. And um, I have sought to give gift books away to younger men of great books on prayer, whether it's Jim Simbler's book or if it's David Jeremiah's book the, about prayer, it's titled Prayer, the Great Adventure. 
or, or books like that, and I've written in the cover of those books, uh, if, if anything is needed in America today, in our churches, our families, our, our homes, our businesses, our schools, we need people who know how to pray. May this book help you learn how to be a person of prayer. And so I've, I've encouraged senior adult groups to uh, give those kind of gifts to, to graduates of high school or graduates of college in their churches and challenge them to become men and women of prayer uh, going forward, uh, knowing what a difference that'll make in so many areas of, of life for us. So those would be just some of the thoughts I would have in regard to how we can try to encourage corporate prayer. Well, let me follow up. Something you just said, uh, let me throw out a, another question and let you guys respond to it, is what's the state of our churches? We, we've talked in our last pro, uh, podcast about the importance of prayer, but what's the state of our churches currently without prayer? I'll tell you this, Gerald. The churches that I serve, those that are without prayer, are struggling. And... Um, it seems such a simplistic answer to folks because we we tend to be so programmatically driven. But um, all of us on this podcast can tell you that when the church is praying, when they are seeking a father's face, uh, there is a total, unique, different, uh, positive, uh, you know, orientation to where they're going. Um, it, it's their lifeline, and unfortunately. Uh, you know, in all of the seminary studies that these guys are getting, uh, they're in many cases not getting, you know, a lot of a lot of materials on prayer. I think Kent did an incredible job of giving us some great resources to pastor. And, you know, I know uh, that all of us uh, find that pastors say, hey, if you've got something on prayer, I'd, I'd like to look at it. So I think, you know, your, your question is, is well stated. It, it is a indicator of how the churches are doing, and in in all of our cases, I'm sure we've got a number of them that are, you know, are struggling because prayer is not a priority. Hmm. And I think we see as well just a testimony as you look at Acts again. They pray, united in prayer, and the Holy Spirit moved. Well, a testimony in the churches in the Lubbock area is we do not see the Holy Spirit moving with power and people getting saved and churches uh, reaching new their communities and their neighborhoods and I think it ultimately comes back to the reality that there is not that corporate prayer that calling out with Lord to move and to work in a mighty way you know um, I agree with everything all you guys have said in relation to the uh, churches that are, are uh, vibrant churches spiritually vibrant and churches that are not all of us as an association, all 1,100 associations across the country have churches that are struggling. And part of our reason that we have churches that are struggling is we as churches have forgotten why we exist. Not, not every church is like that because we have churches that are growing, but the vast majority, and it, it's borne out in statistics, the vast majority of our churches are either plateaued in growth or they're declining. And part of the reason uh, we have forgotten why we exist is we have forgotten where our power comes from. It's a, it's a spiritual power that doesn't come from ourselves. 
you know, as Jesus said in in the the book or the Gospel of John, uh, abide in the vine, and you can do nothing apart from me except you abide in the vine. And it's it's doing what we do based upon God's empowerment of us to do His work, and it's it's become becomes easy for us to go about our daily activities and go about ministry without seeking God's indwelling presence in us. Um, any other comments about the state of our churches and why we need prayer be, before we move on to the next question? Okay, okay, I'd like to add one thing, what we're doing, and that facilitating, again, that's my go-to word as a director of the Lubbock Area Baptist Association, to facilitate prayer among our churches. My admin assistant, Every week sends out, there's 116 churches in the Lubbock Area Baptist Association. Every week she sends to all the churches, two, and depending, sometimes three churches, that we ask the other churches to specifically pray for that week. So every week, churches, pastors get at least two, sometimes three churches that we say, spend, if it's on Wednesday night, if it's Sunday, if it's a prayer group, whoever prays at your church, Please pray for these two to three churches this week. So during the year, every church is praying for every other church. I had a pastor of a third largest church in the association. He called me just two weeks ago, and out of the blue, he said to me, thank you for sending me those churches to pray for every week. Otherwise, I wouldn't know to pray for them. And so it's just we send them the pastor's name, we send them the church and the location of that church so there can be more specific praying directed instead of saying, and it's nothing wrong, but pray for all the churches in the Lubbock Area Baptist Association. No, pray for these churches specifically on that week and know that during the year you're prayed for. Now one thing where I'm falling short, I need a little computer program help, is how do you make it so Every church is prayed for every week, and there could be some kind of program technology issue that makes it for my admin assistant to be able to just click a button, and every church gets two or three separate churches every week, if that makes any kind of sense at all. But we specifically say pray for these two churches, three churches. That's a great idea, Jerry. That's a that's a great idea. Let, let me move on to our next question. And there's an organization called America Praise. What is America Praise, and how can churches <clears throat> become involved in praying for their cities? David, let me throw that over to you, because I know you're involved in America Praise. Well, thank you much. It's, uh, it's exciting to see how God has grown this. Uh, about 10 years ago, a pastor in Austin, he and his wife were out uh, about mid night praying, what would it look like if Austin were prayed for 24 hours a day, seven days a week? And uh, so he uh, approached, you know, one of the longtime pastors in the city and said, he said, hey, you know, shouldn't shouldn't somebody be doing that? And of course, this wise old sage said, listen, brother, God's laid it on your heart. Why don't you lead out in it? And so for the past 10 years, Austin has uh, year after year accumulated more churches that will pray one day a month. And uh, so they pick a common day, first Thursday, third Friday, and even if they can't cover the full 24 hours, they at least commit to praying for part of that time. And over those 10 years, that has grown. Well, 
the fellows who led out in that, Trey Kent, I was invited to come to Albuquerque, New Mexico, visited with them there, so they began New Mexico praise. And the pastor in New Mexico that invited Trey to come said, why in the world don't we start America praise so that we'll have an umbrella under which every city, uh, every area can you know, have a grouping of churches coming together, calling out, seeking the Lord for revival and for spiritual awakening. Uh, Trey and myself in San Antonio, we visit with folks in Dallas. I've, uh, I've talked to, uh, to other directors of missions, and it's a real simplistic thing. Now, that's not to say this is the end-all, end-all. Uh, in fact, there are large churches. I know, for instance, my wife's home church, First Baptist Euless, Texas, uh, they themselves pray 24-7. You know, they, they cover all 168 or 86 hours, however many that is, 24 times 7. And uh, so it's, it's literally a matter of making sure that that, that that area, that city, that region, that county, that association is covered in prayer 24-7. And I, I like the way they say it. It's not that we'll never miss, but we are never going to quit. You know, the Bible tells us to pray without ceasing. And uh, I think what uh, America Praise is about is exciting. And, uh, you know, Brian Allered, the, the president of America Praise, says, hey, if you get a grouping of churches in an area that are interested in having prayer, we'll help to set up a website so that churches can sign up and, uh, and go from that. So that's, a, in, in a nutshell, what America Praise is all about. Great, great answer, David. How can churches become involved in that? Well, in uh, in a city like Dallas, San Antonio, or Austin, uh, you're going to call your associational uh, director, the executive director, and he can help open that. If they'd like to call me here in Austin, I would be more than happy to visit with them. Uh, and, you know, we would be happy to come and visit with uh, a grouping of churches, individual churches, to say, this is what you do. Uh, because so many of them are going to be listening to your podcast, I would uh, I would encourage them to talk to you, and I appreciate your forward thinking uh, in this. The other thing that's interesting is you've got you know you've got areas represented by Lubbock and Sulphur Springs and different regions of the state, and each one of them has looked to say how can we have prayer be a focus of what we're doing. So that would be my suggestion: reach out to your executive director, see what's going on in your particular area. Yes, it's, um, it's a great thing. Matter of fact, when I get off the podcast today, we are having our San Antonio praise meeting here in um, our associational office. So it's it's something that that our association has jumped in, and I know Kent and Jerry would be more than happy to uh, get something started in their churches in, in their area. Let me move to our uh, last question for this podcast, since our time is coming to a close. And the question is, do you have any closing comments that you'd like to share that would encourage our pastors and churches to refocus on leading their churches in united prayer? What comments would you guys like to make? Well, I'll begin. Uh, this is Kent, and uh, I, I would just say to, to pastors, um, if if you're not already practicing or leading your church to practice corporate prayer, I would encourage you to do that and to realize it may start slow, but 
one thing that I've, I've realized is that um, if people start experiencing corporate prayer, sometimes it's hard to stop. And a lot of times it becomes almost like an addiction. You're just drawn to it. And uh, I guess you could say it like this. Prayer makes you want to pray more. And the uh, pastors that I know who have done that have told me that probably the most rejuvenating service whether it's once a month once a quarter or whatever uh, for them personally and they feel like for so many in, in their churches is is when they have a corporate prayer service and uh, they feel that rejuvenation they feel that strength that comes from it and it just kind of uh, energizes them for the uh, remaining weeks or the next weeks and so I just really encourage them to begin uh, if you haven't uh, because you and your church are missing a blessing if you don't experience corporate prayer. Good, good. Jerry, what would you... Yeah, I, I think my main thing in, in closing, and I do appreciate the opportunity to be a part of this, is just to encourage pastors to get with other pastors and pray for and with each other. I said it earlier, but there's just too many guys who are trying to swim upstream by themselves. You need some others, <laughs> others in the in the river with you and to pray for each other to know each other to care for each other and that prayer can be such an intimate connection together and then when the when that crisis comes when that deacon comes and confronts you or a church member dies that was such an important part of the body or whatever family issue you already have that that group that you can lean in on and pray for and connect with immediately and you're not just sitting there going, oh man, who do I call? Who do I connect with? You already have that team around you, a prayer team around you to pray for you. So pastors, don't go it alone. Build that through the association, through gatherings at the association, through those churches in your area. Build team, build family or relationships with those other pastors so you can pray for one another faithfully and specifically. Good. David, any closing thoughts? Man, I'm telling you, I'm just writing as quickly as I can all this good stuff that Jerry and <laughs> Kent are, are sharing with us. It is. It's, it's just the lifeblood of the church. And, uh, man, I, I just encourage these pastors to reach out and, uh, and see their association of missionary as a resource in, in helping them in these areas of prayer. So, no, get after it. That's what I say. Well, the one final thought I would like to share is just, um, as you guys have, to encourage pastors to not only individually pray, but to lead their churches to pray. I don't have a statistic on this, but I would imagine that it is born true because of the guys I know that would fit in this category. Guys that have disqualified themselves from ministry because they did things that they weren't supposed to do. They 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 cross certain barriers that that we shouldn't cross, whether it is uh, misusing church funds or or uh, breaking your marriage vows or whatever it might be that disqualifies you as a minister. Everyone that I know about did not have a personal prayer time. They quit doing that some time ago, and they begin to get dry spiritually, and they begin to get off track. Not that that's the only key to staying on track, but we have a, a church here in our association. It's a Spanish-speaking church, and 
over the years I have visited there quite often. And when I first used to go to the church, it, it was always packed. And there was just something spiritually vibrant about the church. It was spiritually alive. They didn't do anything that a normal worship service does or doesn't do. It, it was very traditional in many ways. And I would, uh, anybody I'd take with me, we'd walk out and get in the truck to leave after the worship service. And I would mention, man, that church is just spiritually alive. <clears throat> I can't put my finger on it, but that's a happening place. And a couple of years later, I found out every Friday night, the church gathers <clears throat> to pray from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Every Friday night, they corporately pray together. One Friday night a month, they'll pray till 9 and have a dinner together till 10 o'clock. And then from 10 to midnight, they'll pray till midnight. But they do that every week, and their pastor is so key in, in doing that. But they have a spiritually alive church where people are coming to faith in Christ. They're being baptized and discipled, but it started with prayer. Once again, guys, thank you so much for being a part of the podcast today. Those of you who are listening, if you have any particular needs in your church, please call your local association. If you're in Austin, Lubbock, or uh, where Ken is, or Kent, please, uh, please call them for any needs that you might have. We are here to serve. That's part of our role, as Jerry has mentioned several times, to facilitate. Once again, thank you for listening, and we look forward to talking with you in our upcoming podcast. God bless. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Sabbath Talks podcast. We look forward to continuing our conversation next time in hopes of better connecting, encouraging, and supporting churches for kingdom impact.